Be not angry on account of the wicked. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon wither like the wild grass and fade like the planted grass. Be still before the Most High and wait patiently for her. Be not angry on account of those who prosper on their path or the one who carries out plots. Let go of anger and forsake wrath. Be not angry, it leads only to evil. For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who hope in the fount of justice shall inherit the land. And a little more time and the wicked will be no more. You will reflect upon their place and they will not be there. But the humble poor shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant well-being. Better is a little that the righteous person has than the abundance of many wicked. I have seen the wicked oppressing and spreading themselves out like a native green tree. They passed on, and suddenly they were no more. Though I sought them, they could not be found. Regard the blameless and behold the upright, for there will be a future for the peaceable. They passed on, and suddenly they were no more. Though I sought them, they could not be found. Regard the blameless and behold the upright, for there will be a future for the peaceable. But transgressors shall be utterly destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the ever-present God. She is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The redeeming God helps them and delivers them. She delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in her. Hello, can you hear me? Hi, is the stand too tall? We're good, okay. Thank you, um, band, for singing that song. Uh, my partner actually suggested that song, but I didn't suggest it to you. The Lord had a plan. Anyways, um, hello, I am Cor. I use they, them, or he pronouns, and um, I am a Zhao community member. You may have seen me around more in person more before the pandemic. Um, more often lately, you'll see me online spreading magical holy glitter. <laughs> and a little bit about me before I jump into things. Um, I am about to start my last semester of seminary. I'm studying pastoral care and counseling to become a licensed professional counselor. Uh, and I have been seeing clients as a psychotherapist for two years now. I mention this because it gives a little context of where I am approaching today's topic from. So today we're talking about anger. Yeah, um, what comes to mind when you uh, think about anger? I invite you to shout it out or put it in the comments, anything. You say high blood pressure? That's a good one. Donald Duck, okay. Any fear? Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. 
anything else. <laughs> my ex? Okay, that's great. <laughs> um, so, so these are things that family. <laughs> these are emotion. Like I feel, I feel these things. I really do. Um, so it sounds like um, you know. I mean, how many of us? It sounds like many of us have this. The, an angry fire burning inside of us, consuming our body. Right? What do we do with that fire? Do we let it out? Do we hide it from the world? Do we hide it from ourselves? Why might we be hiding our anger? Because it's evil, bad, scary. Do you think anger makes you a threat? What happens to you? What happens when you suppress the anger? How many of us, or how many of us, have spent our life avoiding the anger, pushing it away, and now we don't feel it anymore? Maybe we don't feel like we have access to it. Why is that? As a therapist, I hear my clients talk about anger a lot,、um, and as a human myself, I am human.、Um, living in today's world,、um, especially a human with many marginalized identities, I have a lot of anger. I'm struggling through a lot of anger right now, actually. Anger isn't a new thing. Humans have experienced anger and struggled with anger for. Ever, the author of today's psalm. Although they say, "Be not angry," I get the vibe that they are kind of angry.、Um, they say, "Be not angry on the because of the wicked and whatever." But you know, we're gonna destroy the wicked. They're gonna be destroyed. They're wishing destruction. You know, they're kind of angry at them a little bit.、Um, I feel like the psalm, the the poet is. Really, might be processing the anger through this psalm. It's a art, a way of art to let it out, to acknowledge it,、um, discovering or reminding themselves that there is a way to express and release their anger, a way to express and release their anger in a life-giving and sacred way. There's a life-giving and sacred way to express anger. I, what? How 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 do I do that? I want to know.、Uh, how about you? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs>、um, first, I want to talk Was saying that all anger is bad and evil. We should let go of all anger altogether. I thought the poet was encouraging us to suppress anger, push it away. But after thinking a little bit more, I don't think that is what is happening here. I may have interpreted the psalm this way because that is what we hear in our world today. And as someone socialized female,、um, and a person of color in a real culture, a culture that you hear similar messages as most black cultures, the messaging I heard around anger was that we are not allowed to be angry. 
we should not be angry. But I could feel the presence of anger. I could feel it in conversations of injustice and oppression. I also heard, as someone socialized female, I heard messages like, it's not ladylike to be angry. Girls don't get angry, we're happy. We spread joy. This led me to grow up not understanding the emotion of anger, not understanding why people express anger, not being able to identify the anger that was burning inside of me. For folks who were socialized male, you may identify more with, relate more to anger being the only acceptable emotion or the only emotion you saw expressed. Some of y'all may have received messages that you were not allowed to feel any other emotion. I can only imagine how confusing that could be when you are in fact feeling other things. For people of color, black folks in particular, anger is complicated. For a black man, anger is dangerous because the ways society knows to express anger are ways that can result in you being silenced killed, thrown in jail, and erased. And before a black woman says anything, chances are there's a large number of people who have already labeled her as an angry black woman, invalidating her as a person, invalidating her anger, and diminishing her down to one trait. And this further fuels her anger. We may also be suppressing our anger, not just because of the messages I just said, but we suppress it because we, we think that if we ignore the anger, we ignore the feelings of anger, that we'll be less likely to express anger with aggression and violence and hurtful words and things like that. It's the harmful things that we see folks do in the name of anger that is so dangerous. But anger doesn't have to be released or shown in dangerous ways. It can be released in healthy ways that are life-giving, transformative, and sacred. So how do we see this life-giving, transformative, sacred anger? The first step toward experiencing this life-giving anger is by acknowledging and understanding where the anger comes from and why it's present. We see the poet in the psalm today naming the wicked, wrongdoers, oppressors. These are the things and people that provoke anger. Anger is triggered by the perception or reality that we have been wronged or hurt. We must acknowledge the hurt. In his book, Love and Rage, Lama Rod Owens explains, by not acknowledging our anger, we are refusing to acknowledge the hurt. And if we refuse to acknowledge our hurt, we will never understand how to relate to our anger in such a way that we are not reacting to it. If we are always just reacting to our anger, 
We will never be fully empowered to channel the energy of anger into clarity and directness. Let's unpack this a bit um, because it's important, <laughs> I think. The reacting that Lamarad Owens is talking about is the way that we see anger expressed through physical and verbal aggression, the type that har harms others. Reacting to and following the in instinctual somatic impulses our body may have when we're harmed. It's if we listen to that fight, flight, or freeze reaction, that's the reaction. I think what the poet is discouraging is reacting to our anger without acknowledgement. I like to imagine that the poet just faced some pain that stirred up a bit of anger, uh, perhaps an encounter with a racist, homophobic Karen. And <laughs> instead of reacting in a physical aggressive or verbal aggressive type of way, um, instead of canceling the Karen on social media, our poet, poet friend stops and starts to write this poem or even a song, I think, I like to think of. This song that acknowledges what is causing the pain and putting things into perspective for themselves. At the start of the song, the anger was overwhelming, like a native green tree taking over the land, taking over the poet's mind. And as the poet processes things a bit more, they are able to see more clearly that God is with them. Their mind is becoming progressively clearer, less crowded by that wicked foliage that hurt and anger. The poet channels their anger into this song. The song that reminded them of their goodness and it empowered them. If they had just reacted and not taken that pause to think of the hurt, they wouldn't have come to understand the pain and experience the freedom that they did. Something too important to note here is that the poet is releasing the anger. The anger does need to be released in, in a way that acknowledges and tries to understand the root of the anger in a life-giving, productive way, not in a reactive, impulsive way. The poet gets their release from writing or even singing to this song. And the release is an important part of this process of anger because Anger is energy that builds up in our bodies. We can feel it. And if that anger, if that energy is not released, then we are more likely to react the next time we are hurt. So some ways that uh, we may react to our anger today um, is by dancing, singing, breaking things in a safe way, <laughs> um, painting, and more. You could see them on the screen. And we will share a link to more anger um, 
tips and tricks and things like that. Um, I will put some in the squad page later. Uh, Emma will share some in the comments right now. Um, so anyways, going back. <laughs> um, with this new view of anger, we may interpret the psalm a little like this. Let go of anger becomes acknowledge the anger. Harness it, channel it. Acknowledge that hurt. For the wicked shall be cut off is if we acknowledge the pain and anger, then we are no longer giving power to the wickedness that caused the pain. Those who hope in the fount of justice shall inherit the land. This is when we befriend the hurt, when we acknowledge it and say, hey, I see you hurt. We are drinking from this fount of justice, harnessing it, harnessing this hurt and the anger, listening to what it has to say and channeling it towards justice. The psalm then says, delight themselves in abundant well-being. I have seen the wicked oppressing, spreading themselves out like a native green tree. They passed on and suddenly they were no more. They could not be found. The people and things that have caused us harm have consumed us so much, right? They have clouded our brains so much. And when we pause to acknowledge the hurt and channel our anger towards justice, we are no longer being consumed. The violent rage that was consuming us has dissipated and in its place is clarity and a new transformed sacred anger that brings calm and direction. The psalm says, God is our stronghold in the time of trouble. This is a really important part, I think. God is always with us, guiding us, providing us with the ability to see what has harmed us, helping us to find ways to channel our hurt into something transformative and life-giving. But because we're human, we can't always see that. We don't always know or remember that God is there. We, as humans, we are quick to anger. And that anger clouds our judgment or clouds our minds. And God knows this because God made us this way. And it's okay. It's okay to not see that sometimes. God knows that we may need time to calm down in order to see the way that has been made. But God is always there in those moments, ready to hold us in her arms and show us how to survive in this moment. We are only able to truly see the way that God has provided when we take a pause, acknowledge the hurt, and release the energy from our bodies. We are the ones to put things into action by processing our hurt, naming it, facing it, and embracing it. We can transform our anger into something life-giving and sacred. Will you pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you for being with us today. I pray that you wash over us with your 
with your calm and your energy and be patient with us as we come to you, as we find you and acknowledge this pain and hurt and suffering. We pray that your, your, your arms are wrapping us up as we experience this transformative, sacred, new way of anger. Lord, thank you again, and have patience with us. And help us have patience with ourselves. Amen.